Series and today, for the second time this week, I'm forced to admit that I have worms. Goosebumps, go eat worms, number 21. And here is the front cover. Not sure how I feel about this classic Tim Jacobus cover, right? It's just, I like the way the purple of the cover reflects the purple of the worms. But again, it's just worms on a bit of a book, you know. Is it going to be enough to make you read the book? Probably not. It's just worms. We've all seen them before. And the tagline is. Homework was never this gross before. <laughs> Misleading tagline as the story itself has nothing to do with homework. And the blurb reads as follows. They're creepy and they're crawly. They're totally disgusting. That's just worms. We've all seen them. Obsessed with worms? That's putting it mildly. You dick. Uh, Todd is so fascinated with worms he keeps a worm farm in his basement. Most of all, Todd loves torturing his sister and her best friend with worms, dropping them in their hair, down their backs, until one day after cutting a worm in half, Todd notices something strange. The rest of the worms seem to be staring at him. Suddenly, worms start showing up in the worst places for Todd in his bed, in his homework, even in his spaghetti. What's a worm lover to do when his own worms are starting to gross him out? That's a classic philosophical question that we've all, we've all grappled with over time. What's a worm lover to do when his own worms are starting to gross him out? Nobody knows. Socrates asked that. Socrates being the only great philosopher that I know. It's my fourth take of the video. I'm trying to get on to five minutes. So, Todd loves worms. Uh, why? It's never explained. Is it sexual? Perhaps, but he loves digging up worms on the baseball field with his best friend, Danny. Although recently he's been feeling some earth tremors. Uh, whenever he tries to dig up the worms, there's some like some some shaking of the earth, and you know, there's probably nothing. I forget I even mentioned it, but he loves pranking his little sister Regina and her best friend with those worms. And then one day after he pranks them, they decide to prank him back, and he decides he's going to prank them back even harder. And he there's a science fair they're having at school, and he decides to put worms in the mouth of their project. They're making this giant paper mache robin um, for the science fair, and he fills it with worms, and then worms go everywhere. Ah, uh, great prank. But then something strange starts happening after he cuts a worm in half, as it explained in the blurb, because the blurb gives away everything. Uh, it's not a very good blurb. These worms in his worm farm are staring at him, and then worms start turning up everywhere in his food, in his clothes. He's even having dreams about worms. He's so stressed out about worms. Um, and he thinks, holy cow. I cut that worm in half and now these worms are having their revenge. But then he overhears his little sister Regina talking and she's like, yeah, he has no idea. It was me that, uh, putting all the worms everywhere. He thinks the worms are out to get him. He's like, oh, I'll show you, Regina. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to need a lot of worms. So he and Danny go to the baseball field and start digging up some worms and suddenly there's this tremor again and a giant worm comes out of the ground. That was what was making all the tremors. There was a giant worm underground. And he's like, ah, oh, the worm's protecting its babies. And the worm's about to smother him or eat him or crush him or something. And then uh, Regina and her best friend carrying the paper mache Robin walk past. And the worm sees it and thinks it's a real bird and hides away. They never see the giant worm, but he's like, well, Todd's like, that's it. No more worms for me. And he dumps them in the garden. That's it. No more worms for Todd. Story arc complete. So it ends with him. He's given up worms, but he's now mounting butterflies, which is where you, I guess, you kill butterflies and you mount them. And he's like, yes, butterflies are so beautiful. That's his new hobby now. And I will we'll read you the final section of the book here. Everyone was happy about Todd's new hobby. 
butterflies. Especially Regina. There was no more cruel practical jokes played in the Bastra house than one night Todd gazed up from his work table and uttered a horrified cry as he saw a big creature fluttering towards him. An enormous butterfly. As big as a bed sheet. Carrying an enormous silver pin. What are you going to do? Todd cried. That doesn't even make sense. I guess the, the, the thing is, you know, he tortured worms and then a giant worm appeared. Now he's killing butterflies. A giant butterfly appears with a giant silver pin. Where did the butterfly get the giant silver pin? Where did, how did the butterfly even get into his basement? It is never explained, but I think it's more of a comedic twist than a particular a horrifying one. It's it's sort of written like a, ah, but it's meant to be like a, ah. It's a fast read. It doesn't throw too much stuff at you, which is often good. There's not too many different elements happening. I like the swerve that Todd thinks these worms are out to get revenge, which is typical goosebumps, but then, oh, it turns out to be um, just his little sister. But then there still is a giant, massive worm, but that's really the only supernatural element there. It turns out... Uh, that was that was the only scary part was that this giant worm was there the whole time. Um, so while it's not a bad read, it comes down to do you think worms are that scary? You know, in the past, uh, Arl Stein's tried to make cameras scary, and he did that really well. He's tried to make a Night of the Living Dummy scary. That was pretty scary. But worms, I don't know. It's not a bad read, again, but it's probably not one you need to revisit if you're returning to the series. And again, you can sort of tell that by the cover. It's just worms, you know. We've all seen them. As for me, that's enough from me. Please join me next week in which I discuss Goosebumps number 22, Ghost Beach. And I have a feeling I might have a special guest that episode. Who's it going to be? It might be a celebrity. And probably more likely, though, just going to be one of my good friends. But still something to look forward to. As always, thank you for watching and please stay spooky. Seven minutes. Oh, fuck.